0: For those of you who have joined us, which looks like there may be a few of you, we're discussing points of view from God's view. (laughs) Session two, we're going to review one of the tracks we discussed in Readiness when we were talking before. We talked about what to look for in me. How am I interesting? What does God want me to do to make myself interesting? Now we want to look. Discuss what to look for in the other person. We want to be interested.
1: This is what we. U- this is what we typically do. We're looking, right? Okay. <laughs> we just thought we'd be really cool and use this expression because I hear that you guys use this stuff on like Instagram and stuff. Okay. <laughs> There's no real purpose for that slide. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Moving back to purpose. <laughs> With purpose. What is God view? God's view. What does he want us to value in each other? So let's start with what a woman needs in a man. Okay? First so, and foremost. Oh sorry. Go on.
1: So ladies, what do we think we want? Just name some things. In a man. Spirituality, that's good. That's always the right answer. But it is true. I heard something here. God-fearing, yes, absolutely. Loyalty. Loyalty. Okay, anything else? Anyone dare to venture outside of strong. spirituality and strong? That's right. Say it. I want my man to be strong. Yes. <laughs> Gentleness, that's right, that's right, right. Why would we want a man to be gentle? Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. One more. One, something else that we as women may want in our men. We said godly. We said gentle, strong. Okay. Supportive. Supportive. Okay. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that my husband and I gleaned from scripture that a woman might want in a man. Okay. Obviously, number one is true godliness. True Godliness. I just kind of liked um, this scripture from uh, from Acts, talking about David, where God said, "I have found David a man after mine own heart." Right? Um, because First Corinthians eleven three. Not yet. Not in the relationship. But what's the goal of what is one of the goals of a relationship? Yeah. Glorifying God, and the other is marriage. So. I wa- would, it says, 1 Corinthians eleven three. but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is man. The head of Christ is God. What woman in here wants a man to be the head of them that isn't godly? Does anyone want that? You don't know where you'll end up, <laughs> right? You want to have a godly man, right? Okay. All right, and uh, this godly man, you know, we, we learn from Ephesians that uh, the godly man uh, it, uh, is, is representing Christ for the woman, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he, This is about the church, the woman, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that it should be holy and without blemish. You know, our guys should help to bring out the beauty in us, the inner beauty. Have you all ever thought of that, guys? Think about it, because it's real. You don't want to stifle your woman, but my husband will talk about the man. Okay. (laughs) So, um, something else. We look for security. Security. And um, the gentleness that you talked about over here is also a part of that security, because we don't want to feel like someone will abuse us emotionally or physically. And the strength is also part of that security. So Ephesians 5:25, 28 and 29, because we know that's a model. Christ and his church is a model for marital relationships. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ so loved the church and gave himself for it. What my husband wouldn't do for me. I want <laughs> my daughter probably knows, you know, I say I don't drive on long trips, I should be able to drive. I'm capable of driving 14 to 16 hours when he's not there, but when he is there, all of a sudden I cannot drive and he'll be (laughs) falling asleep and he's still driving because I hate to drive. But you know, to just, um, to just, uh, to give, and and that's a really uh, great quality that women look for in um, men. Of course, I learn. I wanna say this as a caveat, I can't take advantage of that, right? All right, so uh, the other thing is good communication. We want a man to be able to communicate with us um, and and when he communicates what we talked about before that it's not with profanity, that it's not harsh, that all those good communication things Uh 1 Timothy 2:8 says sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he, That is, of the contrary part, may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Because our husbands eventually are, and when we're looking for the person that we're interested in, we want to make sure that his speech is sound. He is kind to us. It's good, solid, Christian-like speech. Okay. We also like affection. Who doesn't like affection here, woman? We want affection right and we said the bible said that it's good it's not good for man to be alone we'll talk a little bit more about sex but you know it we want sex eventually i mean that's how god made us to be so part of this 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 in uh being interested the person has to be attractive uh but we want affection and we don't want someone to uh be mean in his affections towards us and we need and be able to express affection in the way that we like that affection. So I know someone in our family, affection for her is to, to, to tussle a lot. And so that might be not beating each other up, but that might be that way if the person doesn't like to be touched at all. Well, maybe that's not going to be good for that person. Okay, so we also want understanding. First Peter 3, 7 Likewise, husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. Get to understand. The women want you to understand them, so take an interest in what is important to them. And, of course, physical attractiveness. Proverbs twenty twenty nine says, The glory of young men is their strength. The beauty of old men... Oh, is there gray head? <laughs> and that goes—that <laughs> goes back to the security thing. But phys- let's not pretend, guys. What may be attractive to me may not be attractive to you. But physical attractiveness is important when you are interested in someone. Okay, so that's why we talked about taking care of our bodies, our physical
0: selves. All right.
1: Oh, and all of these things express a woman's need for love right okay
0: so let's talk about the guys what does a man need in a woman well this starts to look kind of similar doesn't it true godliness proverbs thirty-one thirty <laughs> says favor is deceitful and beauty is vain but a woman that feareth the lord she shall be praised
1: amen
0: also like respect. Men thrive on respect, ladies. Mm-hmm. Titus in chapter 2, verse 4 and 5 says, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Trust, respect, yes. They like support. The heart of a husband doth safely trust in her that is his wife so that she, he shall have she shall have no need of spoil he doesn't have to worry about whatever she's taking care of in the household and in this day and age that may be a different balance depending on who you're with also genesis says the lord said it's not good that a man should be alone trust me it is not good <laughs> an idle mind is the devil's workshop did they say <laughs> And
1: And can I say something, dear, about you guys? I'm not making this up, so please don't think I'm profane. And there is no excuse for infidelity when someone gets married. But that word spoil right there, do you know what it means in the the Hebrew? And we're going to translate it to our modern days. Please, I'm not being profane. It means B-O-T-T-Y, booty. That means... That, you know, the, re- the rewards of war, right? And you know how we use that, that in this day and age. But what I'm saying is, wives or women, when you become now, make sure that you are supportive and respectful. Because remember, guard your heart now because the issues of life. Do you, un- you hear what I'm saying? Okay.
0: Next, he's looking for a partner. He's looking for an intelligence. Thinking woman. House and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. It's truly a gift. Also, he's looking for a woman who's gonna help him not only she be productive, but help him be productive. No bonbons? No, after you've relaxed and everything else is done, right? At least (laughs) that's what my wife tells me. (laughs) She looketh well to the ways of her household, eateth not the bread of idleness. So productivity in a relationship, in a partnership, takes two, working together. But a husband who is working greatly values the fact that his wife is supportive of him and productive. Ah, what does a man need in a woman? Sex. But in what context?
1: In marriage. It
0: says, avoid fornication. We all know what fornication means. Let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband but if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. We discussed that earlier.
1: And I guess we're saying that this is something, sex is something, the the desire for that, which is good, is something that does draw, but in its due and proper season.
0: They also like physical attractiveness. Ladies are beautiful creatures. Men are visual. They are drawn to the visual various forms that might take. Proverbs says, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord shall be praised. So there's beauty in how you carry yourself, how you respect, how you fear the Lord. Amen. Let that beauty be the hidden, hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of God great, great price. So in God's view and in the man he created, that holds great value.
1: So does that mean I just kind of dress anyway? I just kind of get up in the morning, just pull my clothes on and go?
0: Not very helpful in the long run, huh?
1: <laughs> so the Spirit of Prophecy addresses this. Uh, we are to be attractive, uh, but we're not, we're not to repel, but compel people and that they would see the, the Christ in us. So we can't do that if we look like bag ladies.
0: Solomon or, does a good job of saying it in Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 1. He says, Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast dove's doves' eyes within me. my locks. <laughs> Thy hair is as a flock of goats, goats. <laughs> that appear from Mount Gilead. Thou art all fair, my love. There is no spot in thee.
1: So she was beautiful, fair and beautiful. Yes. yes. How about Rachel? Leah?
0: Well, let's see. In Genesis twenty nine seventeen, Leah was tender eyed, but Rachel was beautiful, beautiful, and well favored. And then we have the epitome of beauty, Queen Esther. Says there in, um, well, actually, actually that wasn't that right. That wasn't the quote for Esther, but we'll use this. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy Lord, and worship thou him. Every queen wants his queen. be beautiful every king every king gotta be be
1: careful (laughs) okay
0: king queen queen king so make sure have that sense
1: so there is a part to play it physical beauty does have a part to play we don't want you guys to think you know there's so much in modesty that sometimes it makes young women think that i can't be pretty no, you, you can. God designed the beautiful roses, all of these things, but within the context of, of, of modesty. Um, and by the way, I just wanted to give this warning because I've been married for a long, long time, and I know, we, you know we've, we've had, like we said, some life experiences. Guys, you all are easily deceived. <laughs> you are. It, it, look what Proverbs 6.25 says. It says, do not desire her beauty in your heart and let her capture you with her eyelashes be careful be careful guys because you know w- girls sometimes know how to put things out but is that true beauty I mean there's a difference between being beautiful from the inside and being dressing in an attractive fashion and being woo woo Whatever that (laughs) means.
0: And I'd like to leave you, besides the Bible text that we're sharing with you, leave you with a couple of books. One is Ellen White's Letters to Young Lovers. If you have it online, you can get it from your phone. It is very good and outlines a lot of what we're talking about here. There's also another book by a gentleman, Dr. Emerson Eggerts, and it's called Love and Respect, and it outlines the same, the dynamics between a man and a woman how a man craves respect and how a woman craves love. And when those two meet, it makes for a beautiful union. So if you have a chance, look at those. So, how to begin dating? We've talked about so much about, you know, what we need to do, how do we need to prepare and all that, but where do we go from here?
1: We used to, uh, uh, well, the guys in my days, I wouldn't pay attention to them, but they sometimes would say, what's your phone number? What are your seven digits? Well, what do they do now? What do you guys do now? What? Your social security number. Oh, hey, okay. First,
0: let me ask, what is your major? Then I'll get your social security number.
1: Social media. Social media, hmm okay, okay, right. Well, here's what the, here's what we believe God's view is. What we should do um, to begin dating. The first thing is, wise counsel is very necessary. From the moment you are looking, through when you're dating, through the, of course, obviously through marriage. But wise counsel in those stages of before you're dating and while you're dating is very important. The Bible says in Proverbs 11:4, where no okay. counsel is, the people fail or fall. But in the multitude of counselors there is safety. Who is the primary source of counsel, you guys? James 1:5, if you lack wisdom, ask God. He gives it to you how? Liberally. So if you need to know, okay, is this one? What should I do now? Really, guys, that's why we have to have that devotion to the Lord. Because he begins to teach us. And you will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. That's the one. Walk in it. Talk to her. Talk to him. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Proverbs 32.8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which we should go. I will guide you with my eye. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Why? Because he's gonna guide you with his eye okay the counsel obviously can be found in his word thy word is a lamp and a light right also counsel can be found in godly older people godly is very important godly older people particularly your parents job's job 12 12 says with the ancient is wisdom in the length of days is understanding i was talking to someone today that said i don't know if i can really talk to my mom about this we'll talk to your dad if you can't talk to either of them then find someone godly but don't always assume that you can't talk to your mom and your dad maybe just just start and see you know so it's really important we are very blessed that our children talk to us a lot about these types of things and yeah, <laughs> some things are like, whoa, <laughs> wasn't ready for that. But anyway, <laughs> all right, <laughs> but it's okay, but it's okay. All right, godly friends also. Do you think that's true, that godly friends can provide counsel? A lot of times people say, well, you know, you can't talk to your friends. Well, yes, you can if they're godly, right, about this. Proverbs 27, 6 says, but see, sometimes, you guys, if you're going to be a true friend, it says, Faithful are the wounds of, the, of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So if your dude, your right hand dude, or whatever you guys call it nowadays, your friend says, Nope, man, she is not the one. But, but maybe you should just listen a little bit to what they have to say, right? All right. And whatever counsel we get,
0: check it out. Whatever your source of human counsel, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good, prove what is acceptable to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Trust, but verify, someone mm-hmm. once said. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about compatibility, John. Okay. Who does God view for you? We believe it's understood that we're not to be unequally yoked. We know that's in Second Corinthians. Okay? Right. We know in Amos, it says here, can two walk together except they be agreed? Everything does not have to line up perfectly for plans, but there must be an agreement, a meeting of minds must be considered.
1: Mm -hmm. So, no, what's your sign? None of that, right? Right, we're Christians here. What about chemistry? We have chemistry.
0: Well, we want to lay out oh, some skipping, general principles skipping. here. Lay out some general principles here that we want you to remember here. In that effort, don't make half hearted approaches, okay? Whatever you do, do it heartily as in the Lord, and not unto men. Why well, we say that is because half hearted approaches often use, lead to confusion. When we talked <coughs> earlier about communication, that your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Secondly, pray all you want pray but then trust God to help you make that move
1: yeah you know what can we pause here dear yes so I hear that a lot of times there's no moves being made people are interested but nothing's happening it's okay to make a move okay because you know faith without works is okay right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Be friendly. Smile. A man that hath friends shows himself friendly. So, many of our relations starts with friendships. I can speak for ours. Wait, ours didn't start with friendship, did it? Um,
1: No, it actually started with a little bit of hate.
0: Right. But we yeah. didn't tell you that we did
1: everything right, right? Yes. <laughs> but
0: it, we, we eventually got we over did. that and We're built good. up a friendship that allowed us to extend. So once we, she graduated, and we graduated and went separate ways over the next, what, three years? We dated... Long distance. Um, long distance. Yeah, two and a half years. Wow. Trying to get some, you know, vocational additional vacational vocational training, training out of the way. <laughs> and then join together to get married. So what should the man do to get started?
1: To begin dating? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> go. <Goal. laughs> oh, I thought it was you. Okay, so men, take a risk. I mean, what's life without risk? Take a risk. Yes yes oh come on i need to hear some men yeah yeah Yeah. take a risk (laughs) 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 but but don't pursue too hard meaning you know someone said and 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 we i don't know if we're playing that video but no social cues like if she says no
0: Yes. yes
1: after the 20th time guys okay it's it's over okay so (laughs) okay clearly communicate your intentions i'd like to get to know you that's not that big of a deal you guys we can do it don't let society don't let society emasculate or define your roles right do it
0: can i jump in here? yes babe be consistent Be consistent in what you say. Be consistent in what you do. Or just don't say it. Don't do it, Jenks. And actually, we have to say that applies to both sexes, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, I'll share that in a moment. Find out what's important to her, gentlemen. And strive to always be a man of character. Amen. Amen. Briefly, moving forward, when we first met, referred to the friction mm, initially immediate. we had, um, Joan was a friend of a friend and he she needed to go home to England to a, ma- a wedding and she needed to ride to the airport which was a hundred miles away. Make note of that, a hundred miles away. And our mutual friend asked me to take her to the airport. So I arrived at her apartment the day before and we met.
1: He was a gentleman.
0: Yes. And she informed me at what time I should arrive to pick her up and what time I should get her at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next day arrived. And he looked like he agreed. Yes, I arrived 100 miles away an hour and a half before flight. Oh. <laughs> Let us just say that was an interesting conversation. I got her there on time.
1: 100 miles an hour.
0: Well, we were averaging more like 110. It was- please do not do this at home. Anyone listening? dad
1: ever knew that.
0: Anyone <laughs> listening to this recording who knows me, please do not do this at home. Okay. We do not recommend that. But we- I got her there on-, on time. God is good and graceful. But I set the stage for a woman who was not exactly looking very favorably on me. Late. And it took me about seven or eight months to dig out of that hole. But he did. So, (laughs) gents, in taking a risk, pursuit, clearly communicating your intentions, being consistent is important. Do what you say. Do what you say. um, And also express what you're going to do. Because we miscommunicated because I had been in the habit of taking people to the airport. I knew how long it would take me, and i at the time had a habit of expressing myself quite quickly on the highway my my um, my license plate said hot rod one not a good sign again
1: oh, oh okay youth. so what should the woman do to begin dating okay so you know traditionally we think and I, bad or good you all study this out for yourself that the man should pursue the woman I think that's a good idea but can we do anything? Do we just sit around and go, I wish, I hope. Oh, nobody's talking to me. Is that what we do, ladies? Well, if you do, stop it. (laughs) So, we don't want to flirt. Flirting is off the table. But you can be friendly. So, you can go out of your way to initiate conversation. You can, you know, maybe talk to this guy, maybe just a little bit more than you talk to all the other guys. Or, Maybe you can, I don't know if it's appropriate for the relationship, maybe send a text. A, but anyways, just go out of your way <laughs> <laughs> to initiate conversation. Friendly, but not flirtatious. Um, and find in, innocuous ways to be encouraging. You know, so a guy is uh, about to do something upfront. You can do it, Bob. I don't know, but <laughs> find innocuous ways to be encouraging. <laughs> uh, and then invite for non-threatening ways to spend some time. This is not a date. This is no pressure. But you might just say, you're, maybe you're in the same, I don't know, what classes do you all take here? There's an engineering class together. You're in engineering class. I know that's not. <laughs> and you can say, do you want us to study together? There's no pressure. He doesn't know that you're interested in him. But maybe when you're studying together, maybe all of a sudden there'll be, hmm, just make yourself available, okay? Then, then, if there are no sparks, great, no sparks. But if there are, now, ladies, this is how I see it, that we should then pull back and let the man now take the role right this is where guys you what's that first thing we said take a okay all right and by the way (laughs) rejection and fear um it's just life and i'm not trying to be funny but jesus was rejected right so um (laughs) (laughs) he was rejected it's gonna be okay (laughs) don't let anxiety or fear own you just Do it. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Now let's come back to where we were in terms of we're looking at from God's point of view. God's point of view. So as we're moving forward, um, we want to speak to the gentleman here. And ladies, we want you to listen in. Let's make sure we have sound again.
2: This is a PSA, a public service announcement to the brothers. Ladies, you can stick around this Christian women for the longest time have been told to wait for a man to pursue you. Don't chase after him. Wait, and this is cool, but we keep telling the Christian women to wait and not telling the Christian men to pursue. If you plan to lead a marriage, lead in the pursuit. Now, when I say pursue, I don't mean stalk Okay? <laughs> <I> <laughs> show up to her door at one in the morning talking about something. <laughs> Behold, guys stand <laughs> I'm going
0: to take with you, me, Can I talk to you for a second? What? Can I get to know you?
2: No. Yeah. Can I go date with you? No. Yeah. Oh. Can I have your number? <laughs> what? no (laughs) no girl your (laughs) head is ridiculous (laughs) you know like seven times please do not use this video as encouragement to keep going after her no stop it what i do mean (laughs) is that if there's somebody that you're interested in about it. place yourself in positions to get to know her even if it's just in group settings ask about it seek wisdom from friends and older christians to see if this will be a wise decision to go after her. you can be blinded to things that others can see be patient sometimes us guys get so ahead of ourselves that we become so friendly so fast that we have even decided whether or not this will be a wise decision to pursue her so if you move in too quickly you might get rejected really fast or you might stir her emotions up too quickly or you might just change your mind because it wasn't something that you were really thoughtful about. You should care enough about her heart and her emotions that you would not want to leave her on. This is something to be very careful of because we can do this unintentionally, and I'm guilty of this myself. We have to be intentional about pursuing her, but also intentional about guarding her heart. This takes a lot of prayer and a lot of wisdom because we can get caught up in the moment and not realize that what we say now may sound loving and sweet and caring, but may come back to bite us later on. Trust me, I've learned. Don't let your words go beyond what you've already prayed, thought, and sought wisdom about. And ladies, you should be concerned about guarding your heart as well. And I don't mean guarding like a federal prison you guarding, okay? Some of y'all are like Alcatraz. I'm just to open up your emotions to him just because he's cute and knows a few Bible verses. As a 116 test. All right. Well, <laughs> you prayed about it, thought about it, sought wisdom for it, and you still want to move forward, then do that. But Take still do it cautiously. Be clear about your motives. Let her know what you desire at that particular point. Ultimately, you're looking for a wife, but this is not guaranteeing marriage, okay? That's unnecessary pressure that can lead to disaster. It's just saying that you desire to be with her. And that the end goal is deciding whether or not you should a man. Right? you want to move forward with courtship or dating, whatever term you like to use, then do that and ask her father right. or another spiritual leader stop. in her life. Okay. If she doesn't have a father or her. Family.
1: Right? It's important that we understand. I lost my thought. <laughs> <laughs> So this is another cool graphic, by the way. Do you all know what that means? Yeah, what is it? It's like Shelby. The
2: date
1: of when you start it's when you start dating, right. You're in a relationship now. You're in a relationship. Okay. So what
0: is God's view on how we should treat that boyfriend or girlfriend?
1: Don't you hate those terms? We're men and women, and it's boyfriend, girlfriend. But it sounds weird to say woman friend, man friend. Okay. So, <laughs> so the Bible says, for the woman, for us as women, Proverbs 31:12, she will do him good and not evil all the days of your, her life. So, good. Find out that, that which is good and do good to that young man.
0: Okay? And gentlemen... Treat with purity, like your sisters. The elder women, as mothers, treat the younger's as sisters with all purity. Speaking and remember, of purity. guard that heart. So, what is God's view on purity?
1: Is it what? What is God's view on purity, guys? It's a good thing. What? It's a, good thing. it's a good thing. Is it Victorian? whatever that means
2: Hmm. i
0: think victorian you refer to as don't look don't touch arms reach the
1: bible says again remember this scripture this is very important do not awaken love before it's time songs of solomon 2 7 so there is to be boundaries for purity And 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 and 5, and I have the New Living Translation here, verse 3 says, Stay away from all sexual sin, then each of you will control his body and live in holiness and honor, glorifying God. How much sexual sin should we stay away from? All. Does that mean masturbation as well, guys? All sexual sin. All. Okay. All right.
0: And we um, have a biblical example, Joan, mm-hmm. of Daniel. Yes. We don't ha- time constrains us to go into it, but purpose in your heart, as Daniel did, to be like Daniel, work for God as he did, live his example. Review the examples of the Josephs, the Daniels, the Abrahams.
1: It's good for Isaacs. a man not to touch a woman. Is that what the Bible is saying? What does that mean? It's good for a man, this is a single man, not to have intercourse with a woman, sex with a woman. So we have to establish good boundaries. Roman thirteen fourteen says, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh and its lust. So what would that look like, not making provision? If, if I can't do this if, and, and not... I don't need to do it. What else? Come on, guys. What does it look like not making provision for the flesh?
2: Yes. Don't look for opportunities to uh, fall into temptation.
1: Don't look for opportunities, and that happens. That's 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 very real. How about you're in this relationship? You're locked in this relationship. Do you communicate about these things? Do you talk about touching and kissing and holding hands? Or do you go, oh, that's so embarrassing. Or do you talk about it? You better talk about it, y'all. You better talk about it, because when you don't talk about it, things unintentional happen. unintentionally happen. Remember, you need to set up boundaries. You need to be mature. That's why we talked about having good mental health and all of that, because you need to be mature enough to say, What, what is our, we want our relationship to glorify God and what what are our boundaries we won't be alone here we won't do this we'll be in a whatever that looks like but it needs to be communicated um and it's the principle a, that guides that pardon me oh yes mm, that's not the one is it i'm not there yet <laughs> i'm not there yet but here's another thing here in the college setting you have roommates that helps you to be accountable too. I'm going out with Mary I'm making up these names that nobody has anymore right I'm going out I'm going out with Mary and we're going to the blah 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 and we'll be back in one hour Mary give uh, 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 Bob give me a call if, if I'm not back or whatever just do things that help to set up gates you're guarding your heart Are you all understanding okay all right, so apply the principles of establishing good boundaries. Keep your mind pure. Philippians 4.8, we've heard that about watching television, or, but keep your mind pure whatsoever things are, all of those things. If there be any virtue, any praise, think on those things. So I am not looking at all the hot babes on Instagram. Yeah, I'm just going to go right backwards this way. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go past all of that. Keep your mind pure. Because in my generation, what I see on Instagram now was pornography. Okay? So just be very careful to keep your mind pure. Um, pray. Fight the fight of fight. Fight, fight, the, fight the fight of fight faith, faith with the word and with prayer. Okay? And I, I don't know how what our time looks like, but um, one scripture that has always been very helpful to me in my my christian walk is bringing into captivity every thought so things satan is a tempter we live in the real world he will tempt us but bring into captivity praying god help me and have a scripture that you can use to to bring those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of christ claim, it. claim that's right claim those scriptures now here's the data this is real life data 80 percent and this was in 2012, Nine. I think it is. It might be higher now. This is the most recent that we found. 80% of evangelical Christians are having premarital sex. 80%. I wonder what that statistic looks like for Seventh-day Adventist Christians. Guess how much the what the percentage is for the world. What, what did you say? Oh, <laughs> he did the slides. Eighty-eight <laughs> percent. So we're, that, that, it is a shame to the glory of God, right? So we really need to remember what our purpose is to, to, to end goal marriage and to glorify God. Okay. Um,
0: so we speak with repetition together. Mm-hmm. We've said over and over again, keep the heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life, Proverbs 4.23. So... If you're already involved, still not too late. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. This is King James. Also, we don't have to fall to temptation. 1 Corinthians 10 Amen. 13. Hallelujah. And especially for us gentlemen, keep mind pure and away from fantasy. That applies to us, and also applies to the ladies as well, but especially the men. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. It conceives and it brings forth sin and it's finished, death.
1: Right. And I just wanted to remember, God has provided that way of escape. Don't think he hasn't. He's provided it. Trust him. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about accountability and then we're just about done and then we can answer questions out in the atrium if you all have any questions. But accountability... Is accountability necessary? What's God's view on it? Let's see. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And I have the New Living Translation. Verse 24 says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let's encourage one another in our walk in finding relationships, in having relationships. Can we do that with one another? Are y'all asleep yes, yes okay <laughs> Proverbs 27:17 is iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens the countenance or sharpens a friend let's really purpose to help one another to stay pure um, then Ecclesiastes 4:9 says two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed succeed in what what are we talking about here we're talking about life but what are we talking about Relationships. We can help one another. We're all a big community to help one, other, one another, for the glory of God. And in this case, relationships. Okay. And then finally, Ephesians 5:21. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. All right.
0: So we want to wrap with expectations. What's God's view on expectations? We you know there's no perfect person dating is progressive it's like sanctification think of that your spiritual walk as you grow as you mature together your your view of how things are are a whole lot different than they were when you were 12 or 16 and they were a whole lot different when you are 25 or 30. but as they are you want those ideas those those aims those goals surrendered to god Mm -hmm. we want to take his view Go to God whenever you need to be self-denying and he will help make the issues of life, even the most difficult ones, beautiful.
1: So what is the theme of this G.Y.C.S.E.? Focus. That's right. So we did hopefully today we looked at what God's view is on dating and relationships And so this scripture, the theme scripture is, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking where? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. faith. (laughs) Let's look to Jesus to help us to prepare ourselves for a relationship and to learn how to approach and what his plan is for us to get into a relationship and how to keep a pure relationship that gives him honor and glory.
0: So my charge to you is consider God's view in all that you do. And as you go about that, be interesting and be interested.
1: Amen.
0: Thank you, folks. We'll open the floor for approximately four minutes of questions. Are we allowed? Four
1: minutes. Four or five. Any questions? Ooh, quiet bunch. Oh, I think we put them to sleep, honey. What are some red flags to oh. look for in relationships? Ooh. Well, one is um, an a, 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 a angry spirit. I think people who are very angry, that's a red flag, because that could be um, indicative of abuse. Yeah. Selfishness. Mm-hmm.
2: Selfishness.
1: Yes. And we, it depends on, because we're all selfish and growing progressively, right? But just blatant selfishness, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I have this theory someone shared with me that all problems are spiritual, and To this point, no one has proved otherwise for me. So when you look at that, you look through the prism of God's eyes and you say, okay, are we walking together toward the same goal? Are we walking at the same time together the same goal? Are you running ahead of me or am I lagging behind? Because you could be walking the same goal, but you're not quite have the same level of enthusiasm. And when you kind of now measure things along that prism, you start to say, okay what are the reasons for that and how do we rectify and what decisions do I need to make based on that but we would say we only have our experiences but we want you to leave here not depending on what our experiences are but always always go to the word dig into it we made this presentation by going through the Bible and looking trying to cull for ourselves and we've learned a lot I think we've learned a lot of that
1: and I think that um, some of those things that we talked about, like laziness and, and vanity, those are things that you just want to look at. What is that going to look like if my, my potential partner is always thinking about himself? You know, what, what happens if I get sick because marriage is for better or for worse? <laughs> I'm out of here. And we have <laughs> experienced those things where people have, they've checked out of the relationship because the person was too involved with themselves, right? Couldn't take it. So, yeah.
0: Yes. Any Conversely, oh. this also is an impetus for us to look at ourselves. Remember the p- previous, we're self-assessment, self-examination. Yes?
2: How do you know uh, when no is a no, when a girl says no
1: is
0: a no? That, that's, I've always had that question. Oh. let see
1: here. <laughs> Does any girl want to try to answer that? Be- before you- <laughs> I
0: step in that one, <laughs> would any of the young ladies like to express something on that? Yes.
2: That's good. Honesty to the point of bluntness is the best option. Ask your flat out if she says no, or she gives
1: you an indecisive answer, check out. And same thing for ladies. Do the same thing. Be blunt. They say no. Check out. They're indecisive. Check out. So are you interested? No. I'm not interested. Okay, fine.
0: <laughs> well, I would, I would, I would add a, a little bit. Temper that with kindness. Um, we tend to look at things as not wanting to hurt someone else's feelings and for ladies and for gentlemen as she stated honesty is your best policy With if kindness. this isn't going anything anywhere and you know that don't lead him or her on that's right be clear but be kind yeah yeah
1: um so i know we touched on like um to be equally yoked um but some well, is it okay for us to date a good Christian? Because sometimes
0: good Christians are better than the Adventists
1: that are. Ooh. Well, I I would say this. What is our mission as Seventh-day Adventists? I think that that is very important for us as Seventh-day Adventists to know, kind of before we even ask that question. Um, and I guess if that person can embrace that mission. But if not, I don't think... a A Seventh-day Adventist Christian with the mission that we have can date someone even though they love Jesus unless those people are willing to embrace the mission that we have.
0: If you've identified the problem, find its spiritual um, resource and its foundation and then work from there. So that is a spiritual problem. It has to be addressed. Yes, ma'am. And I, this might need to be our last question, because I believe we're going to have to wrap up. Um, what would
2: you say were some of the calls that you felt in your relationship
0: from long
1: distance? Long distance? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. You got to go there, huh? <laughs> Quickly.
0: Um, for us, we grew up in the age where phone calls were 35 cents a minute. And we talked an average of an hour and a half every night. So my, my phone bill was as much as my rent was. It was cheaper at some point to sit down and Not say, is this going somewhere, or are we moving forward? I think that's a very strong motivation. Now, bringing that forward, um, there's, we could have richer. <laughs> there, there, there's an evaluation of, again, reassessment. We point out reassessment, looking at your goals. If you're talking to each other, and you have goals and you have set forth a direction you're going in, there needs to be a periodic assessment. Where are we on that?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're not advising, you know, you do that for a long time. We had specific goals, which, in, which meant that one of us, she got a job quicker than I did. I looking for a job and working part-time things. There's looking at what we're gonna do for grad school, paying off debt when we move forward. So when we step forward into marriage, even though it was Four and a half years after she graduated and three and a half years of long distance. When we got married, we were able to take care of, um, well, parents took care of a wedding Mm -hmm. (laughs) and move and get ourselves established with jobs and a home within the first year after our marriage. And that was our goal.
1: But I was still very impatient and that caused some, some, because I didn't know how to communicate well, that caused a lot of friction between... We have seven minutes? Oh, we rushed through the presentation because we thought we were out of time. Okay, (laughs) more questions. This young lady, and then. It could also mean no, not yet. Very good. Very good. This gentleman over here, hon. Yes,
0: he, he real quick.
1: For a relationship or for
2: marriage?
1: On the relationship.
0: We have a, a, a wide gamut of views, viewpoints, just within the church. Mm-hmm. So the only thing we can offer is assess the situation, assess the parents. For my father-in-law, it was important that I come to him from the outset and he wanted to know what my intentions were. And I had to come and ask him for permission. Some families and that may be that expectation, but speaking to you gentlemen, find out, get to know the family, the siblings, understand what the expectations are, and if that's important enough to you, meet those expectations.
1: But I would like to say that it should be up front. I, I'm just going to put it out there. I think it should be up front because I think that it helps to make everybody um, – Comfortable with your relationship and it also adds another layer of accountability. Yes. So I think that upfront is, I know our family w- wanted that and we didn't fully understand that because our parents didn't really talk to us about that stuff. But no matter what kind of family you're from, I think it helps just make things comfortable. Um, but then, like my husband said, some people might see it as a lot of pressure. But so you do have to assess the family too. But I think. So. How do you know
2: when's the right time? You weren't here. <laughs>
1: he says, how do you know the right time to pursue the person? So
0: <laughs>
1: so we talked about prayer. We talked about preparedness. So if you're not ready, it's not the right time. Right? OK. But if you feel like, and again, it's progressive if you're in the position. readiness. You're asking the Lord to help you in all of these areas. You're looking, you have an aim with yourself, you know, because you don't have to be perfect. You know, I have all my ducks in a row financially. I'm ready. No, not that, but it's, yes. So, and with prayer and honey.
0: I (laughs) defer to my wife because (laughs) everything starts with your relationship with God. How you move. I'll, I'll share a story because um, at the time, prior to dating my wife, I was very interested in this young lady who was a uh, daughter of, a, of, Someone of me. one of the <laughs> local ministers, and I thought, you know, she was the one to pursue. But God told me no. He literally told me no. I, I'm, at the time, because of my immaturity, I thought it was stupid of me to pray because God answers prayers, right? But I did pray, and I said, Lord, what should I do? And literally, he told me no. When I went to go ask her out, this that voice is telling life. you, saying,
1: Who was that?
0: Don't bother. <laughs> she well knows. <laughs> when, when when you're taking her back, and there's that, well, for us, the, this, in front of the steps of the dorm where you could only hug them goodnight, it was that voice saying, let her alone, I have other plans for her. And, and for then, you. After that point in time of deferment, it finally sunk to me as like, like Samuel. Lord, are you telling me something? And I listened to him. That was a blessing to me and my family. Um, she went her way. I went my way. We were both blessed. We've now grown families. Actually, our next generation of families have, have been acquainted with each other. And I later on got me a very wonderful wife. But is when you listen to that guidance, when you ask for that guidance, I'm example. God in various ways will he speak to you directly i can't guarantee you that will he show you in various ways and signs depending on how you act and react because remember he is your he is your creator In in loveliness and kindness, you set those at the outset. Would you agree?
1: Talking, but I also think, you know, I always think, what did Jesus do generally? He asked a lot of questions. Just ask questions. And when you ask questions, you can get more and more responses that hopefully will open up transparency and and really listening and because people want to be understood male or female want to be understood and when people feel understood listen to they're willing to to
0: share and then we go back to, to the the spiritual template we all understand or hopefully we are understanding for ourselves the path the progression of sanctification and we loosely want to allied this dating process with that and that we are growing in spirituality and our understanding with God and we're seeking His wisdom and guidance for that. So again, it goes back to what the psalmist said in Psalms 32. He he wants your relationship so close, so tight with Him that you're looking at what He's looking at. He's guiding you with His eyes. He's that word behind you that's telling you what you need to do and takes various hands. One One last question question, and we need to... We need to shut down.
1: Oh, roommate. We got to get roommate.
0: No, we're going to have to cut off because we're out of time, right? Quickly. Gentlemen. Yes, sir. She's busy! <laughs> <laughs> She's in <at>
1: school! What can you do to improve the opportunities? What can you do to get that chance to
2: play coffee? Y'all have, they
1: have Vespers here, don't they? I mean, do, do you go to Vespers? Yeah, Okay.
0: The, what she's Did saying she gotta, is there are other joint, joint opportunities outside the classroom for meeting.
1: Make an opportunity.
0: But at a higher level, there is a point where we as gentlemen have to step out and make, make an a, a, a approach to literally welcome someone and say, hey, I think you're interesting. I'd really like to get to know you this is not, gentlemen, it's not a proposal of marriage, and I think most of our ladies understand that and are not going to start planning your wedding and how many kids they have just because you told them you want to get to know them.
1: I know. Does anyone here want to be asked to go to Vespers? Oh, okay. Sorry. It is
0: stressful (laughs) because oftentimes um, we all fear rejection, and we don't like to be, to perform the rejection, but sometimes you have to take that step. And our time is up roommate we can talk to you but we're being told that we need to vacate this room and move into the atrium and if we need to have more questions before we do that my wise wife has taken my counsel and asked me to pray let's bow our heads lord you've blessed us you've given us life today you brought us to this point this place in this time to understand something That you who created us, who loves us, wants good things for us. You want us to be interesting. You want us to be interested. You don't want us to be alone. And you have a path for us that may take us down the street, across the world, but we want to do it with you, not in our own power. In your name we pray. Amen.
2: This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more.